You're listening to the AIHL Podcast with Bernie Mac and Stephen White. Well, 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 Stephen, here we are, one week to go in the regular season in 2019. Not too many AIHL podcasts left in 2019. How are you feeling as uh, as we head into the last couple of weeks of a uh, couple of weeks of the season? Well, uh, greetings, Comrade McNamara, and welcome back to a uh, glorious propaganda podcast of AIHL. I hope we take a great leap forward in the next couple of weeks <laughs> and find out who has the five-year plan for most good all cups in the next uh Five years or so. No, in all seriousness, um, I'm really looking forward to this uh, last weekend. I mean, it's pretty much uh, as I've had, a, we've had a bit of Twitter banter over the last week in terms of uh, who can finish potentially fourth. Um, but still comes down a lot. It could come down to the last day of season as to you know the finals make up. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, look, there's still plenty to play for this weekend and there's plenty of formulas to get to to talk about what the actual final four makeup is going to look like. And uh, as you mentioned there, yeah, we've been chatting with quite a few fans online about the uh, potential awards that are going to be given out in 2019. And actually, Steve, one of the undoings of this poor old podcast has been the awards nights. Uh, unfortunately, this is usually the part of the podcast where I announce that we're getting a great guest on. But unfortunately, uh, because both the CBR Brave and the Newcastle North Stars had their awards last night, um, which is the night we, on Wednesday, which is the night we typically record, uh, we couldn't get anyone on our uh, on our regular interview list. Uh, but what that means is we might have uh, two interviews coming up next week with uh, Sammy Banger and Matt Hunt. Harvey. Uh, so stay tuned for that one, fans. And uh, look, Steve, one other award I just want to mention is um, I did act- uh, my team at work did actually win our Thursday lunchtime futsal championship. So uh, Bernie Mac did bank a trophy today. All right. Was that for the most two-foot tackles or what? <laughs> look, I, I play in goalkeeper because uh, that, that's where my skills can, can best help my team. <laughs> <laughs> that's all good, mate. <laughs> Now, Steve, look, let's jump into uh, last weekend's action. There was plenty of action down there in Melbourne. Uh, let's just quickly touch on the Ice Dogs weekend. Uh, it's big six-point weekend out of Melbourne again. Uh, look, where was this earlier in the season? Ice Dogs fans must be scratching their head. And uh, look, your, 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 the hairs on your back of the neck must have stood up when you saw that, uh, that sort of line brawl. There's plenty of fisticuffs there against the Melbourne Ice. Yeah, I'm always a big fan of fights. I uh, love it. Um, should be more of it. But uh, anyway, that was, um, I mean, the, the, the Melbourne Ice win, the Ice Dogs win over the Melbourne Ice, I was expecting more. Obviously, previous for previous reasons of the Melbourne Ice's season, playing a lot of kids, you know, they've lost most of their imports now at this stage of the season. Um, not as much to play for because they're out of the finals race. But you know, that being said, they're still going out there and, and, and being competitive in, in every game. And, and Brad Vigon's you know, doing exactly the right thing and giving his kids a, a run. But uh, yeah, third period uh, fight night. Uh, Kahu Joyce and uh, Alex Stevenson teeing off. Kahu taking uh, another loss. I'm going to uh, going to give him some stick next time I'm refereeing with him. But no, no, it takes a man to get in there and drop him. So well done to him. But uh, and also uh, Pansino and Farmy. That was a bit of a mismatch, uh, you know. But in terms of height and experience. But no, you, you know, kudos to anyone who drops him. Takes a lot of courage to do that. But it was good entertainment. I mean. Um, so it's a lot of niggle in that game, and then it just boiled over in the third period. And uh, despite, though, the um, the player subtractions on the Sunday night when the, the Ice Dogs played the Mustangs, they were still able to get the victory. And I think that game was uh, probably, the, uh, in my opinion, the, the more uh, memorable of the weekend. 
Yeah, look, and I think that, that that's a big point for us. The Melbourne Mustangs currently sitting in fifth spot. As we mentioned last week, this team needed to win all three games if they were going to give themselves a chance of making the finals. Obviously, dropping that crucial game to the Ice Dogs 6-1, you win that they could not afford, uh, they couldn't afford that loss. Um, I mean, what what does this mean for their chances of making the finals, and and what uh, do they still have a chance of getting into that inside that top four? Yeah, well, as uh, we were discussing. Uh, during the week, uh, it's, it's a, they've got the hardest road ahead, right? So they've got they're on 39 points. All teams have two point two games left, aside from of course the CBR Brave, but uh, Mustangs. You know they've got uh, they've got the Saturday and the Sunday. Saturday they are up against the Newcastle North Stars in Newcastle, and then on Sunday they travel down to Macquarie against the team that just beat them last week, uh, the Sydney Ice Dogs. Now if you have a look, they can finish with a maximum of 45 points. So that's if they win both of their games. Uh, the Bears, obviously, are sitting on th- in fourth there. They're in 43. They have a game in hand uh, in terms of points. I should say three points and four points in hand over the Mustangs. So the, the Perth Thunder only need, who in third, they only need one, po- one more point to clinch. I would expect them to do that against the Melbourne Ice on Saturday. They have a double header here in Melbourne. Uh, last uh, regular season games here at the Ice House. Um, so, you know, they've really got a better chance of taking that spot off the Bears. Uh, they the Mustangs have to win both. If the, um, but that being said, it, it doesn't matter if you know if, because if the Bears win um, over the Ice Dogs on Friday night, it's it's all over, uh, and the Bears get to 46. The Mustangs can't catch them, so the Ice Dogs sort of have to do them a favour um, on the Friday night and, and beat the Bears, um, preferably in regulation, so they don't get any points. But mm. uh, yeah, so that as I was sort of discussing during the week, it's uh, it all hinges on Friday night, so they'll, they'll know if they have a season to play for or not. Yeah, look, and that is going to be a big uh, Sydney Derby, and we'll we'll sort of get to that later in the show. But but Steve, you put the you put the poll out to the fans. Who do you think is going to finish uh, in fourth place and play the CBR in that first uh, AIHL semi final? Uh, look, and the fans came back with the resounding sixty three percent for the Bears, twenty percent for the Thunder, and seventeen percent for the Mustangs. So if uh, yeah, if the, the Bears are currently in the in the driver's seat, and uh, they've got everything to play for this weekend. Yeah, for sure. And look, they can still finish third. You know, if the Thunder win one game over the ice and the ice surprise them in the other one, uh, they finish on 48 and the Bears win both of their games on 49. You know, they, they end up in fourth and having to face the Brave the first week. So as much as I want to see a, a tantalising rematch of last year's Goodall Cup final between the Brave and Bears, um, yeah, Thunder Brave is, is just as possible. But, you know, obviously the Mustangs could still uh, pull off a miracle and finish fourth. Although I think the fans have, have well and truly spoken at 17%. I think that's reflective of their statistical chance. And uh, look, as someone who called a lot of Mustangs on every game this year of their home games, um, I, it was the third period. There's so many games in the third period where they could have won and they get off to a great start. First period, second period, they hold out. And then the third period, they just sort of go to water a bit. Um, and they sort of did that against the Ice Dogs, I thought, um, on uh, Sunday. Uh, more so, that game was more so the first period, but um, they still had a chance um, up until then. They still played some pretty good hockey, despite the the quail, uh, the crowders and quail just running all over them. They were still in it, but um, that's been the bane of their existence. They lost, unlike the Ice Dogs. The Ice Dogs have lost quite a few games by one goal or in the third period too this season. So. Um, yeah, unfortunately, they've got to root their backs against the wall, but uh, we'll see how they fare this weekend. 
Yeah, and it's interesting that I mean the Sydney Bears. We, we certainly thought earlier in the season they were probably going to they were vying potentially for that second spot on the ladder uh, to get uh, that potential matchup against the the Newcastle North Stars. But yeah, the Bears have uh, had a few stumbles along the way. Uh, they lost five one on Saturday to Perth. That really helped to put Perth in the, in the driving seat as far as their finals contentions go. Uh, and the Bears then rounded out their weekend with an 8-3 win over the Adrenaline. Now, I was speaking to uh, Matty Burrell of the Bears yesterday, and uh, we were talking about the that, that road trip, the Perth back to Adelaide, back to Sydney. Actually, due to weather on on Sunday, the, the Bears had to stay an extra night in Adelaide, so they didn't get back to Sydney until Monday morning. So that added an extra little leg onto that uh, already huge road trip for the Bears. And look, yeah, the Bears, I mean, obviously putting the adrenaline to the sword in their final home game in Adelaide um, on Saturday. But yeah, that, I mean, I guess at this league, they've got four or five days off now before the, the battle is, final battle of Sydney for, for 2019. Um, yeah, they, I would expect them to, to get over the adrenaline on uh, the Saturday, uh, on the, sorry, on the second day, on the Sunday. But uh, the Ice Dogs, um, you know, they could surprise them here on the Friday night. But uh, yeah, we shall see. Yeah, look, it's, it's, it's going to be really interesting if the Bears do end up finishing in that fourth and final spot. And as you mentioned, they're going to play potentially the, the CBR Brave in that semifinal. That's actually, I think that's a really good matchup. Uh, that's going to be a tough matchup, I think, for the CBR Brave. And the type of game that the Bears would have to play in that first semifinal against the Brave would pretty much be a mirror image of the game they played last year against Perth, where they won that game 3-0. Like, that was a very evenly matched game. Uh, the Bears managed to catch the Thunder napping a few times. And if you remember, last year, Ben Bro and Pierre-Olivier Grand Maison were two of the top point scorers. So another team that had huge offensive weapons. Uh, but obviously, Kimmer had a, a fantastic game. The Bears managed to shut them down. Uh, and that that's going to be the type of game that any team that's coming up against a red-hot CBR Brave are going to have to play. Well, look, Sydney Bears, the only team to beat the Brave uh, in regulation this season all the way back in May. Um, I mean, it was earlier in the season, but wins win. And... Obviously, um, with last year's grand final and, and that in their mind, psychologically, they can do it. I mean, the Brave beat them in the other encounters, but uh, I think they, they, they've shown that they can do it. So, I mean, the Brave are going to be very, very good. And as we talked about last week, the two-week thing, is that going to be an issue? Now, obviously, we'll speak more about that next week, um, probably to Matt Harvey, about what they've been getting up to. But, uh, look, I think uh, if the Brave meet the Bears in the first round, um, I think they've got the Bears have a chance um, to upset them. As, as I said, it's finals weekend, it's one and done, anything can happen. So it's cliche, yes, but we've seen it happen time and again, as you pointed out, with the, the Bears knocking off the Thunder last year and, and completely muting their offensive weapons. Um, the, the Bears going to have to have an answer for the offensive weapons of the Brave. And Steve, I mean, one team that is uh, must be feeling pretty good with themselves heading into the final weekend is the Perth Thunder, with just needing just one point to clinch their final spot. Uh, they're in pretty good shape with a, with a doubleheader coming up against the Melbourne Ice. I mean, got to remember this team at one stage this season, and we spoke to Ben Bro about this, they were sitting in seventh place. So it's been a real turnaround then for now. They're staring down that uh, that third position, third or second position on the AIHL ladder, which will give them that semi-final on the Saturday with a chance of making it into their first ever good all cup. Yeah, for sure. And you're quite right. I mean, they usually start slow. Traditionally, they have started uh, slower in the, each season and gotten better, as I said. But this one was a little bit of a, um, you know, I thought, in my opinion, a little bit of a slower than usual start. But uh, they got it together. And, um, yeah, they're sitting in third. I mean, this is uh, they've been to the finals nearly every year now since their inception. 
Um, and they just can't seem to get past that semi-final hoodoo. So, you know, it'd be really great to see them um, just go that one step further this year. Uh, obviously, the, the doubleheader against the ice this weekend in Melbourne. Um, I, you know, I expect them to take uh, the, the six points, but, uh, you know, the ice could be looking for a three. The least get a split. split. Thunder usually go, lose on Saturday and win on Sunday here in Melbourne for some unknown reason. Um, but obviously, obviously they they would like to uh, win on Saturday and Sunday on 31st and 1st of September there. So 31st of August, 1st of September. So, um, yes, uh, I would be interesting to see what um, what they try this weekend if they've... Uh, Dave Ruck and co try some new line combinations. I don't think they would, in my opinion. They'll just you know, keep what, to what they know. You don't, you know, at this stage of the season, you don't want to be trying anything too new because you've got such a wafer-thin margin of error to operate with. Um, but uh, yeah, the good season from them again. Um, and this year, they uh, you know, they ultimately want to win the Goodall Cup. Now they're the only team in the comp that hasn't won it. So uh, we'll, we'll see what they can do. Um, they need some momentum. Coming in this week, they get a couple of good confidence boasting wins against the ice um, to take that momentum into next week. Um, that'll do them a world of good. Now, Steve, as we mentioned at the top of the show, uh, our, our little podcast was derailed by a few award nights this week. And how about we start with the CBR Braves award night? Uh, they were busy there on the Wednesday night dishing out a few accolades to uh, to their players. Um, some interesting choices there. Best forward, Weeby Darge. He uh, he got the nod from the CBR Brave. No real surprises there. Best defenseman, Matt Harvey. Um, not one of the, the flashy imports. They went with the local guy. Uh, hopefully, we're going to get him on the show uh, next week. Uh, fans' choice and top point scorer, Jesse Gabriel. But the one that stood out for me was their MVP. Uh, they gave it to Matt Climey, their goalkeeper. Uh, now, I know he's been a huge part, uh, obviously, of their success this year. Um, but look, it's always really interesting when a, when, a, when a goalie gets an MVP award. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's not something you see um, you see too often um, at any level. Usually, there's a separate award, right? Vesna, etc., in the NHL. But uh, I think he's, excuse me, been more than deserving in that regard. I mean, he's just um, gone from uh, strength to strength since arriving arriving here. You know, he. Um, at 36 years age, I mean, they had Matt Hewitt last year, who was fantastic to watch and was part, a big part of their um, good all-cup run. And uh, climbing this year, I mean, looking at his um, games played, you know, 0.914 save percentage, 20 wins, one loss, one shutout. Uh, he's, you know, been fantastic for the CBR Brave. Um, and But what's been good is he's been able to share the load there with uh, Alex Tetro and, and been a good mentor to him. So it's, you know, obviously always important for the local talent, but uh, he hasn't been entirely relied upon um, for the Brave. I mean, but they've also got so many offensive weapons and, and defensive um, weapons as well. So, but uh, no, I, I'd have to agree with that choice um, and no, no argument from me. And it's good to see also some of their, their emerging stars. They gave it to Nick Christensen uh, and also Coach's Award went to Bailey Cabara. Uh, I've really seen Bailey uh, step out, I guess, of some of those big shadows that were left like by guys like Mark Rumekiner who hasn't been in the lineup this year. But it's so important for teams to have that young Australian stud defenseman who can step on the ice, play in important situations, chew up big minutes. I mean, he's exactly the type of the guy that, is, that the, the Brave are going to need going forward. And the other great thing about uh, the Cabarras is that they, they do play hockey in North America in in uh, in the in, in our off-season. So he's literally going to come back bigger, better and stronger next season. For sure. And also, like, you know, not having... um. You know the, the Bias brothers around as well. It's good to have those those local guys that 
become the sort of character players um, of the club, you know, like as much as Romo and, and Geordie Gavin were for so many years. So, um, yeah, look, that's a great, a great um, choice for the coach's award and Rob Stark's picked well. And Newcastle, they were dishing out some awards on Wednesday night. Uh, they gave their most dedicated player award to a friend of the show, Bert Malloy. Uh, most improved player went to Richie Tesserik. Uh, best defensive player went to Dane Davis. That was an interesting one. They didn't have a best defender or a best or a best goalie. Best defensive player. So Dane Davis, that was an interesting one. Another team with an MVP goaltender. Yeah, well, I mean, it would have been a, a punch-on between him and Charlie Smart, but... Uh... Best Australian, Charlie took out the best Australian player, so uh, they both uh, they both have a, a trophy to take home. But no, look, Dane's had a fantastic year this year. I mean, um, people were sort of uh, trying to get under his skin, I think, on, earlier in the season. Um, but uh, no, he just shut the critics down straight away. And like, he's just such a like he's got that style because he's just so big and he takes up so much of the net when he plays the angles. You got nothing to shoot at, and he makes that mm. big save when you need it. And we saw that in the Newcastle North Stars runs um, in 2015 and 16 and with the Melbourne Ice in 2017. So, um, yeah, good, a great yeah. choice. Yeah. And uh, they obviously also went with Sammy Banger for their most valuable player. Uh, there was a great article that came out on the uh, on the Newcastle North Stars website. Coach uh, John Kennedy had some uh, very complimentary words to say about Banger and his 56-point season. And uh, I was having a bit of banter with some of the fans online. I, I think Sammy Banger is my sneaky pick for the AIHL MVP award. And, and I think... With, he's currently sitting fourth on the AIHL uh, in the scoring race on 56 points, but obviously got two games left this week again against the Mustangs uh, and the Adrenaline. Uh, I expect to see him on the score sheet in both of those games. He's got a potential to, I think he could potentially catch Quayle, who's four points ahead of him. Gabriel's 11 points. That's going to be a bit of a stretch, and he's 18 points behind Crowder. So I think Crowder's pretty much locked in as our, our, our top point scorer, but I think that's an interesting little storyline to follow going into this last weekend. And keeping in mind as well, Bangers played in all uh, 26 games for the North Stars this season. Uh, and on a team that's had a lot of injuries and a lot of import turnover, uh, I think he has been a very crucial uh, crucial player for the North Stars in 2019, for particularly for a team that was outside of the finals, getting back into the finals. For sure. And for those mentions you reason, depleted lineup, he stepped up, played every, they've been there every game. And he's been a great um, leader. You know, they put the A on his jersey this year. They decided, um, and only played a handful of games last year because he came just before the uh, import deadline, obviously. But uh, he's shown that leadership and been part of the, the leadership group. Um, and I hope common sense prevails because I really hate it, particularly in the NHL, where they usually just copy and paste the Art Ross winner. Most points, you, you're there for the best player. And um, I, I don't think that that's a, that's a good way to judge a player. Obviously, yes, it's, it's very offensively slanted. But, um, you know, yes, there are separate awards for best defenseman and et cetera. But I find it's got to be the overall contribution to your team. It's that balance of individual and team thing. And I think, you know, I think he's a sneaky good pick. You're, you're quite right. And hopefully, uh, and if, he, if he's a choice at the end of the day, if he's in the top three, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, and no, look, Tim Crowder, Jesse Gabriel, Dylan Quayle, I think they would all be great choices for MVP. And believe you me, if, if they win, I'm not going to lose any sleep over that. All extremely deserving winners. You know, that's what's fun to have these types of conversations. We're arguing about what's better, a Lamborghini or a Ferrari. I think they're both, I think all of those guys who are at the top, are, I think are, are fantastic choices for this award. But I think it's also interesting... Uh, 
to talk about how the actual award gets voted on as well. So essentially what happens in all the award categories, a team will nominate a player and then the other teams get to vote on the on the nominations and they do a 3-2-1. Now, the reason why I think playing in all games will help someone like Bangers course is because the other teams that are going to vote, they've, they've been able to watch him play. In some of the mm. cases, they might not have seen some of those other guys who may have played, you know, between 2024 games. So I think that's one thing that will work in his favour. And, and if, if you cast your mind back, I think it was 2016, Cam Crutchlow ended up winning the MVP award and he was playing with the, yeah, he was playing with the Adelaide team that was well and truly outside the final. So, it, yeah, it, it, it'll just be interesting to see which way that the other teams, you know, who, who they decide is going to be the, the league's MVP. Yeah, Cam Critchlow was yeah, that was a great choice too, and um, I mean, uh, he has fond memories of Newcastle getting lit up there by Zane Jones, <laughs> one of the hits of the season. But uh, no, you're quite right, and it's important to 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 talk about how that award is voted on. Um, you know, so there's no you know conspiracy theories and blah blah blah. But uh, mm. no, good point. Yeah, as you mentioned, 26 games, everyone's every team's seen him at least once, so um, he could be the uh, the dark horse. But I, I think the crowder, uh, crowder is going to be uh, and Quail are going to be very very hard to knock off. Well, actually, another question that came up was uh, the criteria for selecting a best defenseman. What, what are some of the things that you put stock in when you're looking at a best defenseman award? Well, for me, it's like. I mean, the ultimate defenseman's the two-way player, right? Can play his own, primarily plays his own defensive third of the ice well, but he can also start the breakout with that breakout pass, but can and join the rush. Um, and looking across the league, I mean, as I've said a couple of times on this show, and we had him on. Dylan Quayle is the best defenseman we've seen in this league, uh, certainly in my time, anyway. Um, I think he's the, the the prototype of that. Plays his own end well, but he plays the, uh, the offensive uh, zone just as well. Um, and we, we've seen that via his point production and the, how he's been able to take uh, opposing forwards out of the game. So, um, I mean, there's all this argument about oh, offensive defenseman versus stay-at-home defenseman. Both of them have their pluses and minuses, and it's a bit of a, an interesting debate. But uh, mine, mine, for mine, the best defenseman is the two-way player. Guy can mm. do it all over the ice, can help his team come up with a big goal. I mean, like I'm being a long-time Blackhawks fan, you know, guys like Dun- Duncan Keith is the... I know he can be a little on edge sometimes, but uh, he's the prototype of that. Takes plays his own third of the ice so well, but he he jumps up and joins the rush when they need him. So, yeah, you know, I I would have to say for mine, it's going to be Dylan Quayle, not just based on point production alone, but that's sort of what you should be looking for, in my opinion, for a defensive award. And also, just while we're on awards, the Perth Thunder gave out a few of their awards as well. Uh, Rob Hasselhurst, he took best defenseman. He's back uh, with the Thunder after one season in Newcastle. Lyndon Lodge picked up the most improved player. And Kieran Webster, best local player and MVP. So it's been a standout season for Kieran Webster. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the in the league awards this season either. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but definitely best local player. Um He's just had a stellar season playing there with uh, with Marcotte and Value and Dave Rucks uh, invested a lot of time and, and confidence in in him um, this year. I mean, look, 20 goals. I mean, the, the, in his uh, 2019 season, you have a look at his uh, his other seasons. I mean, he only got five points last year in 26 games and then five assists. Um, but he's also obviously a member of the the Australian men's team now and has been for the past uh, three tilts and he's been a pivotal player there for Brad Vigon and co. So um, I hope he goes from strength to strength. This is a great year for him. Uh, 38 points so far. I'm sure he'll add a couple more to that um, on the weekend against the ice. But ultimately, he'd also like the Goodall Cup in his hands. 
Well, Steve, let's take a look ahead at this weekend's action. And there is eight games in total, plenty of hockey to get to, and it's going to be a huge final round of AIHL action in 2019. And it all gets underway on Friday night when the Ice Dogs host the Sydney Bears and Macquarie Ice Rink, as we've mentioned, for the final uh, Sydney battle. Huge game for the Bears. Uh, they want to make sure they take care of business in front of their home fans. Uh, but for the Ice Dogs, they'll be looking to put on a show for their home crowd. And it's going to be a big emotional night for the Ice Dogs. I hear they're going to... Uh, honour Anthony Wilson by retiring his number before the game. Yeah, and he was actually just speaking to him down here in Sydney, uh, sorry, in Melbourne last week when the dogs were down. And, uh, yeah, that's a, I mean, it's a staple of the old uh, Reach Crane Trucks, Western Sydney Ice Dogs out there in the um, in the Liverpool days and beyond. Um, so that's great to see him honouring club. And also, don't forget this weekend is also Dave Dunwoody's uh, Last yeah. weekend in the AIHL, 18 seasons. We were having a, a bit of banter online about uh, will he reach the 1,700 PIMs? And then I was having a discussion with Peter Lambert and others that, uh, you know, he's, he's probably far surpassed that, obviously, due to the early years, the stats being a bit inaccurate. So I'd say he's been over 2,000 um, yeah. by guesstimates. But, uh, no, great uh, to see. I had the fortune to see him play. Obviously, part of that uh, 2013 um, Sydney Ice Dogs good all cup win. And... Uh, uh, oh, well, that was my uh, most recent uh, memory of him in terms of uh, career achievements. And, you know, he'd been there even – he was even there when, you know, the Ice Dogs of 2015 were just, you know, horrible to watch. Um, and he's just been, a you know, one of the, along with the Stevensons, just one of the, the guys that, you know, where that are the Sydney Ice Dogs. So I hope he still, you know, hangs around the club and, and keeps, um, you know, in touch with the club. I'm sure he will. But, uh, mm. look, he's he's – done his time and they're probably looking at the time to hang him up now but and we should mention that if the bears do get a win in, re, in full in regulation get the three points that's it for the mustangs they can't finish fourth so uh big uh, permutations for the mustangs uh on the friday night even though they're not playing yeah no that's going to be a tough one for the mustangs doing some scoreboard watching there on friday night uh before they themselves hit the road to take on the north stars as we mentioned up in newcastle and then the uh ice dogs on the Sunday to, to finish up their season. I think that's going to be a super tough matchup against the North Stars on the Saturday. The North Stars coming off that 6-1 loss to CBR Brave. And uh, look, Coach JFK had some pretty harsh words for his troops after that 6-1 loss. I mean, when you want to measure up against the best team in the league, uh, 6-1 is uh, definitely well and truly short of where they wanted to be at this time of the season. So I'm expecting a big bounce back weekend from the North Stars. And uh, this is another team I think that's going to be wanting to get or start winding it up uh, in preparation for finals. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, JFK basically didn't pull his punches. You know, he said they were soft, and they were. So um, it's frustrating as well because you're going to be at home uh, that the following week in Newcastle hosting the finals, and you're potentially going to be meeting these guys, the CBR Brave, that is, in the final. Um, so, you know, you wouldn't want to be going into the uh, final with that kind of performance. However, they do have the Mustangs, and, you know, they could really – Say the dogs do get up on the on the Friday night, and the Mustangs still have a sniff. You know, the North Stars could really, uh, well, the Mustangs I think will give them a real shake. They'll just Max will throw caution to the wind and, and go for it. He's got no other option. Um, so the North Stars sort of have to watch out there on the Saturday, but uh, that'll be a good game nonetheless. And around out the week and the Perth Thunder travelling to Melbourne to take on the Melbourne Ice for a pair of games. Now, they just need the, as we mentioned, the single point to clinch. Uh, but this is another team that's really going to be looking to wind it up, I think, as they head towards the finals. As we've, uh, as we mentioned many times, uh, always qualifying for the finals, but never quite making it into that first good all-cup final. So, and, and for the Perth Thunder, you know, this is a, a perfect dress rehearsal on the road, 
pair of games back to back. Got to get it done. Uh, I, I'm expecting big things out of the Perth Thunder this weekend. I don't expect them to take their foot off the pedal. No, and look, they'll go for they'll go for uh, the full six. Um, obviously, you don't want to be relying on the Sunday to get one point if the Melbourne Ice pull the upset off on the Saturday. I don't think the um, the Thunder are, are in danger of, of not getting a point this weekend. That's, that's a guarantee there. Um, now I've said that, Richie Lamb's going to send me an angry text. <laughs> um, but no, look, I think uh, the Thunder, um, they're, they're, going, they're flying at the moment. They had that, uh, I think it was at nine wins in a row at one stage of the season. Um, so yeah, they, can, they can hang. Um, and... Good chance, as you said, for them to, to get some uh, some more, maybe blood their third line and give them a bit more because that's what I've noticed over the last, I would say, three good all-cup finals runs. It's the third line now because, you know, teams have been shortening their bench a lot of the time to two lines in the good all-cup final, particularly that second and third. And that third period, the fatigue shows. You can't have that and you can't do that anymore. It's that third line. Even if it's just to buy your, your, your first two lines, 45 seconds respite before they go back out there. That's what it's all about now in the AHL. It's gone finally gone up to that standard where you can't roll two lines for you know, 70% of the game uh, in some teams it's doing. So that's what I think this is a good opportunity for uh, Dave Ruck to be doing this weekend. Yeah, so a pair of wins could potentially see the Perth Thunder move up to 51 uh, if the Newcastle North Stars uh, only win one game, potentially in overtime or a shootout, or if they drop both games, the Thunder could actually move up into second spot, and that would be actually be a home, technically a home semi-final for them. Uh, so that'd be an interesting sight to see the Thunder in their home kit versus the Newcastle North Stars in their away kit in Newcastle. Yeah, yeah don't see that too often, if at all. So I think that's unlikely, but uh, never say never. And also, Steve, the Adelaide Adrenaline, as we mentioned, they're going to be on the road. It's going to be a tough end to 2019 for them. Uh, Alex Kratoska, he's signed with a Finnish club, so he's off. Uh, as we mentioned before, Joey Rezik hasn't been travelling with the team. Uh, he and his partner are expecting their first child, so, I mean, that's uh, that's a real no-brainer. And also their import goaltender has returned home. So, look, going to be a tough weekend for the Adelaide Adrenaline against uh, against the, uh, the Bears and... North Stars. North Stars, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> and, you uh, and you put yeah. the question out to the fan, will the Adelaide Adrenaline win their first AIHL game this season? Now, 55% of the fans said no, 14% said yes, and the other 31% said call Aussie Joe. Well, I'm putting it out to you, uh, Joe, mate. If you're listening, come on, last game, of the, last game of the season, last week road trip of the season, yeah, get it done, mate. But uh, no, um, he's got more pressing priorities, obviously. It could be, look, it'd be great for the Adelaide to Adrenaline to get a win and say so they, you know, they finish on five, at least five points, but uh, yeah, it's been a tough going for them. I'm really, keep your eye on Jeremy Friedrich. Um, and I hope that, uh, you know, they keep developing him. He's the goaltender of the future there. Glenn Forbes White's been fantastic too. Um, since he, he stepped into the role when, when Gorda, they've rotated him through him and Gorda Chuck. So look, there's plenty to be um, up and coming in terms of Adelaide the next few years. Um, it's just that they're, they're, they're at the bottom of the cycle right now, but they came close. The last two, not last weekend, but the week, last two weekends before that, they've come close to getting their first win. Um, so let's hope uh, for for a fans, a neutral fans' stake, I hope they can get a, a three-pointer. But look, I think the, the Bears, with uh, looking to lock up um, their final spot and also the, the North Stars looking to get some momentum, I think it's going to be a hard ask for them. 
Now, fans, if you're interested in the AIHL finals, make sure you head on over to the AIHL.com. You can check out all the details there. And and as we've mentioned on previous episodes of the podcast, the semifinals and finals will be available to watch live on the AIHL YouTube channel. So make sure you jump on YouTube, follow the AIHL, and you'll get all the notifications on when those games are going live. So uh, great opportunity for fans all over Australia to follow their teams no matter where they are. And uh, look, I'm there's so many storylines heading into this final weekend, Steve. I almost just want this weekend just to be done so then we can just focus on finals. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, change of venue, change of... Uh, well, you know, there's the CBR Brave. Who's going to beat them? The Bears looking to redeem themselves after last year, go that one step further, and the Thunder looking for their first good all cup. And then the Mustangs, you know, banging on the door saying, hey, don't forget about us, we're still in this. Um, so, yeah, well, we shall see come Sunday night so how that uh, that evolves um, and how that sets the scene for the following weekend. And don't forget, Newcastle North starts with a chance to win the good old cup on home ice. That would be uh, that'd be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, I think, for a lot of those players. Yeah, I mean, obviously they were stung from 2012, so uh, this is a, a, a window that they have, a, a rare window for them to take. And, you know, hopefully, uh, in, as far as they're concerned, JFK and, and the boys uh, can get them over line. And if I hope that is the case. I hope Joey Terrio is wearing something uh, a little more uh, top shelf than what he's been wearing all season. <laughs> well there we have it fans that's the end of another AIHL podcast thank you very much for tuning in uh, make sure you're back next week we're going to have a bumper episode uh, with a number of interviews with players who are heading off to the AIHL final so make sure you stay tuned and Steve and I will be back to chat to you guys next week <laughs>